Hi, my name is Stephen Key. I'm the author of One Simple Idea, and you are listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. It's Paul Kemp here. And it's my job to bring you the best speakers, the guests, the people that we can really learn from as we pursue our own careers, our own businesses and app development, whatever you're getting into. This is definitely the podcast for you. Uh, we like to share some great content. And uh, it's, today I've got a, a terrific guest. Uh, his name is Ezra Firestone. That's Ezra Firestone. And he is the founder of smartmarketer.com. It's in, based in New York, and uh, he runs a podcast as well, which if you go and look that up, it's Think, Act, Get, Think, Act, Get, and uh, there's loads of content as well on his website, which you should check out, loads of stuff about content marketing, media buying, a load of stuff on psychology of selling, which is obviously good, a load of free courses. Ezra, uh, it's great that you could join us on the App Guy podcast. Thanks, man. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, perhaps you could uh, tell us, we always love to know, you know, what inspired you to get into this space. Uh, maybe you can give us a little, uh, take a few minutes to, to tell us how you ended up to where you are now. Sure. I think in the context of business and entrepreneurship, often what people are chasing is some form of freedom. So perhaps they're looking for financial freedom or they'd like like uh, location freedom or freedom to spend their time um, doing the things that they enjoy doing. And, and, that was I was that was my that is how I got started as well. I was looking for a better way to support myself. I was living in New York City and I was working at this yoga studio, um, and I didn't you know my, my wife my now wife was going to college and so she would we just it was hard for us to see each other because I was working all the time and she was in school all the time and that wasn't pleasurable and I've always sort of had. Um, sort of entrepreneurial spirit. I, w I played poker for a living for a long time wow. before I, I got into internet marketing and I um, always had some kind of a little side business going. So I've always sort of had that energy. We, we sold stuff at the flea market. I learned to sell at the flea market when I was uh, a kid. So we'd go to the, you know, we'd pack all of our stuff up in the truck and we'd take it to the flea market and we'd build our little store and then we'd put up our signs and we'd get people's attention. It was traffic and conversions. It was building stores and generating visibility for the offers that we had, but it was just in the physical world at a flea market. Um, but anyways, I, the point of this story now, now I'm off on a tangent is that, uh, you know, you, you start because you're chasing some form of freedom, and it's usually you want to get away from pain, right? A lot of, some people do it from, they're, they're chasing pleasure. They're like, you know, I just really like to, um, I would really like to, they have, they, they're, they're not in a situation where they're, they're feeling some sort of pressure, right? They don't have to work a job all the time or whatever, and they still opt to be entrepreneurs. But I think that for the most part, it's folks who are um, looking for some form of freedom, and that's what I was looking for. And once you get there, once you make, uh, like once it's not about the money anymore, then it becomes about something different, which is, uh, what you're passionate about and what you're into and who you'd like to help. And, you know, perhaps helping other people get where you got it. just be, it's, it, there's a bigger game afoot once you are not, um, worried about survival. Once you've got the bills paid and you've got food on the table and things are cool, then I think people start to, 
um, move more towards uh, doing it from, from a place of pleasure. Like, hey, this is fun, and I want what can I do here, and like being creative and having a good time. But you got to get to that place first. Yeah, I love this discussion about freedom. I think we often forget it, don't we, as entrepreneurs? We we actually just had an episode with the secret millionaire James Malinchak, and he. He said that we all need to ask this question, is this person, this client, this whoever we're getting involved with, are they uh, helping with our freedom or are they contaminating our freedom? And I think so many of us get stuck in this, uh, you know, we, we suddenly build a job for ourselves. We, we kind of forget that the reason we got into this space was because of freedom. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah. So Ezra, I was just... Um, I guess, and what specifically then did you end up, uh, why was your website trying to give back through free courses, through uh, podcasting, through just, you know, sharing your knowledge uh, with the world? Uh, how, how did you end up sort of hitting, hitting on that one? I was fortunate enough to be successful um, and I got really good at this stuff, right? I started as um, an SEO guy and doing services for other folks, and then I moved into physical products. Oh, before physical products, I was doing a little bit of CPA marketing, where you're sort of generating leads for other businesses and getting a paid paid a commission on on that on those leads. And that industry was there was nobody building assets. People didn't understand. Like I'm interested in building, uh, putting my time and energy into something that's going to develop and grow over time. James Shramko. Uh, who's a good friend of mine who we do a podcast, Think, Act, Get, likes to use this analogy of hunting versus farming. So we're farming. We're planting trees that then will fruit for 30 years. And the the CPA business model, at least back then, didn't really have stability or longevity. And I was looking for businesses that um, that I could be proud of, that had integrity, that weren't, you know, that, that, uh, that I felt good about being a part of. And that's when I discovered physical products. And that was cool because you could control like, you know, someone was searching for something and then you actually sold them a physical thing and you made sure they got it and then there was customer service. It was like a real business. And I got quite good at that. And once, you know, when you are, if it's an app business, let's say you're just getting started in apps or you already have a successful app business, or maybe you're running a physical product business and you're selling products on Amazon and on your own store like Shopify, or maybe you're selling information like we're doing here. Like we've got, you know, content that engages a group of people and they subscribe to our blog and watch our videos. And then we make offers that we believe are relevant to them. So it doesn't matter what your business model is. It comes down to, you have something to offer. It could be your content. It could be um, a direct response to sales pitch for, for some kind of a thing, like perhaps it's a, uh, an app subscription um, or a physical product. And then you have to get those people's attention by generating visibility. And the way that you do that is through advertising and content. So you get someone's attention, you show them your thing, and then you have to get them to say yes to it, take you up on that offer. And then the third, so, so you, traffic is getting their attention, right? Visibility. And then conversion, we now have to get them to say yes to our offer. And then we have to, and this is the part that a lot of people miss, is you have to take good enough care of that person. You have to provide enough value and um, interaction and relationship with that person so that they're willing to come back and do business with you again. And so it's one thing to, to be able to generate traffic and, and then drive conversions, but it's another thing to be able to run a sustainable business because sustainable businesses have repeat customers. And repeat customers come when you have a model that is um, – are you following me? I just want, I want to check in before I keep going. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's terrific, actually, that you're going through all this. I mean, we, we often overlook all this stuff because as app developers, some of us are, we have to put our hands up and say, we're just after the quick buck. We're after the, you know, the, the quick app that's going to get a lot of downloads. We're not kind of thinking of the long-term game. And of course, this is a long-term game. Apps are going to be around for a long time. Uh, why not, you know, put our foundations in right now and and grow this farm and grow this app business farm that, you know, we, you're talking about. So I definitely follow cool. you. It's yeah, great. and I, I think you're, you're absolutely right that it doesn't matter the vertical that you're participating in, right? We live in this special time where we have instant access to the rest of the world through this thing called the internet and we're leveraging that to get people's attention and spread messages to them and um sorry my headphones came out <laughs> getting excited there it's lovely to hear you got so much passion for this yeah, so um, we, we, business it's <laughs> we, my headphones fell i got a little too excited i ripped i pulled the little cord out but the the point is that like we live in this really cool time where we have this we're the first generation in, in the history of people, right, in the history of, of the human race that has this ability to get in touch with everyone else all the time. And it's really cool and allows us to do really cool things. And um, if you're going to be participating and playing the game, then you might as well be thinking about what comes after you've reached the level of success that you think you want. And like after you, like let's say you're no longer um, – like let's say you're good and your bills are paid and everything's cool. Like what comes next? What do you want to do? And and do you want your business to have stability and longevity? We see it in every business model. You look at e-commerce and and uh, when Google changed those algorithms a couple years ago, Panda and Penguin and uh, and Hummingbird and all the like people who had their entire businesses on that one channel solely reliant on Google, they, they, they got in a lot of trouble and they, they, you know, some of them went out of business and it was pretty tough. And so, um, one of the ways that you can ensure that you, um, have a business that has stability is when you have diversification of visibility, right? So you're not depending on one channel for all of your visibility. You're not depending solely on Google. You're not depending solely on Facebook. And the beautiful thing about an app-based business is you've got your own content, right? That You've got Facebook and the social channels. You've got your blog. You've got Google. You've got uh, the iTunes um, uh, marketplace. You've got, uh, sorry, whatever it is. You know, they're so, app store. Yeah, yeah, the app store. That's what I meant. Um, and, you, you know, so you have, you, you can build a business here that has stability if you are taking advantage of all those different visibility sources for the, for the apps that you create. So Ezra, let's pick up on one of the things you mentioned, SEO, because you, you've been very successful with SEO. And if you think about the time we're in currently, where uh, there are now a lot of apps going into the app store and as seems to be a, a lot of attention on what we're calling ASO, which is app store optimization. Uh, and I feel that, you know, someone who has, uh, I guess, gone through the period of uh, growth that the SEO guys have seen, we possibly are in a, a similar time for ASO. Uh, could we learn something from you on how you grew your SEO business and, and uh, we can apply it to uh, maybe starting an ASO business? Sure, absolutely. I think that... Um First thing that you want to know about search engine optimization or any form of free traffic, be it free traffic on Amazon or free traffic on the App Store or free traffic in the iTunes Marketplace or free traffic on Google, that, you know, those people, those, the, those, those, those authorities, Amazon and Google and Facebook, are liable and, and Apple um, 
are liable to change their algorithms at any point, it doesn't mean that you can't have many years of really good search engine rankings inside the App Store if you guys crack whatever that algorithm is. It's not something I'm paying attention to because what I do now, for the most part, is buy my own visibility. And, and look, we get a lot of SEO traffic, and we were SEO guys, and we came through the, the, the golden years of e-commerce SEO for dropship sites. And so I've been really, and I've run an SEO mastermind for several years. I'm really heavily involved in SEO, and I think that you can do really well with it. And it's probably quite similar to the other engines. It's about like what you title your app, and then how many reviews you get, and then you know, like there's some probably some sort of conversion rate, like the sort of the algorithms that decide, you know, what factors are going to rank a given app are fairly well known across each platform. You can give me a couple of the, I don't know anything about the, um, uh, the app store. So you can tell me, is it reviews and the title and, and downloads? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're obviously, we're, we're, we're trying to find that out, but we feel that, I mean, for example, Apple, that's where I spend a lot of my time and Apple are quite uh, archaic with their algorithm. It's certainly nowhere near uh, the sophistication that Google have. And so uh, you can rank quite highly and it's, it's all to do with the uh, acceleration of downloads. So like how rapidly you get the downloads, uh, how quickly you get the uh, reviews, okay. are, then it, are, are, then do they look organic? I've got it for it. Here's what I would do. This is what I do to rank in any given marketplace now, just like Amazon, which is where I do this. You want to take your app and rank it? I, I bet you that you could, and I, in fact, I know you can, because I know a couple guys who do this. You can um, go out and put a, put together a nice little landing page for your app, where you're generating an email lead, and they get the the app as a download, and you buy traffic on Facebook, and you generate downloads of your app. You're giving it away free, and then you incentivize them to review it. So you're going out there and you're buying visibility for whatever your app is to the type of people who would um, want to use that app. And we're about to do an app install campaign. So I have, I have another business called Traffic Mentor. It's a business partner of mine, Justin Aquila. We do um, Facebook advertising training and uh, services business and stuff like that. And we're about to do an app install campaign for uh, a New York City competitor to Uber, which is like a um, you know, app that allows you to call a taxi at any point that's sort of exploded. You know anything about Uber? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's one of the most right? mentioned apps on this show, actually. And, uh, everyone yeah. seems to love it. It's cool. It's really cool. And so, um, so you know, I know that you can do quite well, as particularly on Facebook. Like, if I was uh, doing an app, what I would do is I'd go and I'd build a really cool app that was, you know, that 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 covered some pain point in whatever marketplace that I was looking at, whatever group of people, you know, something that would help them out, and then I would buy my own visibility to it through social channels because it's so cheap to do that if you know if you have any kind of and maybe we can do something maybe we can do a couple apps and uh some kind of a case study where we buy some downloads and stuff like that might be fun um fun thing to do over on the traffic mentor side of things you want to create an app justin well, I don't know. We'll maybe find out. He's the people on the podcast can tell us what they want us to do an app for. Because I'll bet you it doesn't matter what app we do. As long as it's good, we could just blow it up with, with uh, paid visibility. Yeah, you see, I mean, in terms of some of the apps that have been really successful, there's an app called Mailbox, which was redefining the way we think about mail. And uh, they, they did something that was very clever. They, uh, they launched a website, and it was like a, a sign-up, um, building a list. Uh, and they were saying they're in they're in beta, but we're we're only going to deliver it to people that sign up to our list. So they 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 had a lot of attention from the uh, tech press, and uh, they built up this huge list. And so when actually uh, the app was launched, 
uh, they just put the email out to the list and got their, all those people to download it. And then because it was so quickly downloaded, it went viral and uh, then it became very popular and was bought by Dropbox. You know, when we look at, um, it's cool that you, that, that story is cool. And the reason it's cool is because it shows that the value is in the community. The values in the media that you own. So if you have a group of people who you are in relationship with, who you engage with, you can then launch as many brands as you want. And so that is why I love podcasting and content marketing and, uh, video blogging and, engaging with a group of people through content so that when I have an offer that I believe is relevant to them, they will engage with it because we know each other and we trust each other. And like we, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing. And, and I think that anyone has the ability to do this and you don't need a huge community. You could do a lot with a couple hundred people and you could buy, uh, in, you could buy, um, access to a couple hundred people and their viewpoints. If you know a little bit about Facebook advertising, we're about to put out a free 10 part course on trafficmentor.com. Trafficmentor.com is not live. We have not launched it yet. We just came out and did a six-week training course that we sold through a webinar uh, that went really well, and we decided that would be a really fun thing to do would be a video blog. And so we're doing a video blog just like Smart Marketer, but it'll be on trafficmentor.com, and we'll teach free Facebook ad stuff, and we'll have some courses and stuff. But uh, if you want to know how to use that, how to leverage that platform, then you can check that out when it's live, probably in a couple weeks here. Um, we but, would love to do that because I think Facebook is one of the untapped marketplaces for us as app developers. I mean, some of the other very successful case studies are things like Candy Crush, which was all over uh, the Facebook uh, when it first launched. And obviously, look at the success that Candy Crush had. And I'm pretty sure that's down to a lot of the Facebook advertising. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a really powerful it is the most, think about how many people are there and think about all the information they have. You can do the craziest contextual targeting that you never thought was possible back when, like this is everything that we dreamed of as um, contextual advertisers and media buyers five, six years ago, right? We, we know like, we know what kind of pets, like it's the information that we have available to us is so in, incredibly precise based on Facebook and what they're doing with their algorithms that we can create messages that are very highly targeted that engage with, with the groups of people who we really want them to engage with. So it's quite easy to um, get in front of the right people, even if that's a small audience in your case. Um, and so it's a very powerful way to you know, spread, yeah. spread messages. And, and ultimately what an app is, it's a message. It's like, hey, I have this cool thing that I think will help you. And if you're interested in it, you can check it out here. And like, I'd love for you to use it basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I want to get on to talking about apps, but just before we do, before we leave Facebook, I mean, a lot of people have been burnt by the the updates to the algorithm this year in January, say. And uh, it seems to be that, I mean, we've had previous guests who have complained that uh, their fan pages now, their, their um, Facebook pages are not just reaching the audience that they used to um, because of the updates. And uh, so they're having to buy the uh, buy the ads to get in front of their, their fans and followers. Do you want my opinion on that? Yeah, please. Okay, cool. It's probably not, it's, you know, whatever. Here's what it is. I think that, um, what I was going to say was it's probably not the popular opinion, but it, I, I firmly believe this, that like, hey, you know, we're playing in Facebook's ballpark. And from time to time, they're going to change the way that they um, display content and why they display content, the, the content they display. And, um you know, they do, it's not really that you can't get good organic distribution anymore. It's just that it's a lot harder to get good organic distribution. And if you look at the problem that Facebook is faced with, it's that they have, uh, 
a billion posts a day or something like that. And there's no way that they could show you all of those posts. So they have an algorithm that optimizes what they show you based on your own interests and the interests of your friends. And so it's actually in the long run better for the platform that they continue to optimize the consumption of the content on Facebook. Because if they don't do that, then people will stop consuming the content on Facebook because it won't be relevant to them and it'll become the next MySpace. And so from time to time, like that's going to happen. They're going to do stuff like that. And if you are... Um, if you're a savvy marketer, what you do is you adapt with the climate. And I think that you have to like, be willing to pay for your visibility. That's where we're moving. There's always going to be places to get free visibility, but it's always way easier to scale a sustainable business on paid visibility because you can count on it. And so it's so cheap right now to buy visibility on Facebook. And that's how they're monetizing their platform, which is a cool thing for them to do because they built this really amazing platform. Um, it just makes sense to get good at that so that you're not in the... Uh, you know, so that you're like, you're not uh, in the spot where if you lose your free vi visibility, then you're like upset at Facebook about it because it's really not a, a bad thing. It's a really good thing and you can still get free visibility. All you got to do is um, be really consistent with what you post and, um, you know, like post a lot and uh, have an engaged group, have actual fans who engage with your stuff and um, promote some of your ads. You don't have to spend a lot. Um, but I recommend just buying your visibility. Yeah, no, and I guess the lesson there is to is to also try and convert some of that uh, following uh, into your own list, and then yeah. you have so uh, control a, of that. Run a pin it to win it contest and take all your Facebook fans and get them over onto Pinterest. So all the people on you run a pin it to win it contest on Facebook, but but so then all your Facebook fans have to go over to Twitter and enter over there. So now you've moved them to another platform, and obviously you're getting their email addresses and doing all kinds of the smart you know whatever smart community <laughs> smart community management, but. So I know that um, I, I want to uh, make sure that we stay within our time. And so uh, one of the, the favorite questions that um, the audience love me to ask is uh, what's on your iPhone or your smartphone? Uh, what, what, what phone do you have? I've got some apps, man. I got an iPhone 5 thingy. I'll tell you yeah. what. I'll tell you. You want to read them? I've probably got like 30. Uh, now, just just give us your what you think would be the best and then maybe some of them that you feel that haven't been mentioned before. I mean, it, just take a guess what you think is unique. Well... What I think is unique on my phone? Wow. Well, I bet you that people don't have Card Cloud. Card Cloud? Never heard of it. Yeah, I figure that. It's a little cool little app where you can send a business card to someone virtually. It's pretty fancy. Emails it right over to them with your little picture and stuff. Oh, um, great. I wonder if anyone else... I'm sure that people have speedtest.net and um, Priceline and TripIt. And, uh, how about... Um, Snapchat's probably been mentioned... Viber, Twitter, camera. Yeah, do you plus. actually use the use the Twitter client? Do you or do you have a oh, third yeah, party? I, I use yeah. I use Twitter. Um, I used to have Hootsuite, but I, now I use Twitter by itself and Facebook by itself and Google and stuff by itself. But what about um, I got Evernote, obviously. Uh, camera Plus is a cool little camera app. Lets you do some modifications to images in, in fun ways. Zipcar. Zipcar, okay, yeah. that's it. Must be a U.S. thing. That yeah, Zipcar is a U.S. thing. Venmo, that's probably cool. Auphonic, Auphonic's this cool. Venmo, little... I've not heard of that. Which one's you that? Haven't heard of Venmo? I know. We, I don't think we get it here in the U.K. Oh, Venmo's like this. Oh man, if if you guys don't have Venmo in the U.K., someone needs to build it, and uh, they'll make a lot of money with it. Go go check out Venmo.com. Super cool. Right. Um, Pick Stitch. I got that. I got Auphonic. I got Postmates. 
I got a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> yes. It's great to speak to a, uh, I guess, an, an almost like I could say an app geek. You know, you've got quite a lot there. Um, the, the other thing we like to do is that um, we've got a you know a bunch of indie app developers listening to this, and uh, we, we try to flesh out an idea for an app. So either do you have any ideas that you're willing to share with us? Or uh, if not, then we can talk about um, potential pain points that you're suffering from in your business and see how we could uh, flesh out an idea for an app. Hmm. Well, um, I don't have any app ideas off the top of my head, so we could talk about. I think. Yeah. So what's what's been frustrating you over the last say week, month, uh, half a year, whatever you want to think about in terms of time frame, is to think but think about your business and and some of the things that maybe just are a little bit frustrating, uh, or causing you some pain points, uh, logistics or. Uh, anything you can think of that uh, and we can uh, flesh out an idea for an app? Well, are th- I would be cool to have a really solid, um, ta- simple task management app, right? Like, because we'll do, we do these checklists in Evernote. We'll sit down, we'll have what we call a tank. I can't show you a picture, but I have this um, work loft here in, in Brooklyn that's uh, in the same building as my apartment. And it um, we have like this, crazy table and all these computer screens. It's, it's called the think tank. And so uh, we will use Evernote to make our um, lists of, of, you know, sort of just the topics that we're talking about. And then whoever has to-dos at the end, what the to-dos are at the end of that. So we have a big think tank brainstorm. We document it in Evernote based on action items and to-dos um, and then notes on those action items. So like, hey, you know, this thing has to happen and here's the context on this thing and here's who has to do it. Uh, and then we, you know, we tab it out based on topics. So these are videos and these are blog posts and these are, um, you know, ad campaigns. And this is services stuff that, ha- you know, has to go off to the designer. And then someone has to take all that and then assign it, go over to our project management system um, and assign those tasks over uh, into that project management system and then assign them over to the, to the you know, there's just tasks that have to be done. So um how are you with yeah, that? yeah i think that would uh I, I, almost because uh, i've actually been thinking about a platform uh, because building an app is actually quite a complicated process and i was trying to uh, break the whole process down and i've got this uh, platform that i'm testing whereby uh, you can appoint these checklists of things that you need just need to go through and then the checklists are automatically assigned to various uh, people that will be able to deliver them so graphic designers app developers and uh, yeah, they have a series of checklists or to-do lists and almost, you know, have, having that as a kind of app uh, would be, I think, a terrific idea. What is it? That well, you have, I mean, I I'm, yeah, I'm testing this at the moment internally with um, a group of people in San Francisco and uh, it's, it's not like out. Some, it's in beta? Uh, yes, it's um uh, can you Can platform. you get it for me, man? You probably, yes. You probably could, right? Yeah. All yeah, right, hook sure. me up. I want to check it out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, man, we've got, I've got a, a huge team. I've probably got 10 people here and, um, in, in the States and, and a lot overseas. And so we're, we're pretty good on systems and stuff, but this is a new thing. We've just built this, um, physical office here where we're working out of, and it's really cool. And, and, but it's different than when you're all virtual, you're just, you know, doing everything virtual. But when you have a physical group and you're sitting down together, um, it's, it's now having us need different systems. Our systems are good, but we now need different systems. And uh, uh, that little app would, just even if Evernote could API over to our project management system. Um, anyways, 
I'm excited yeah. to check that out. Well, well, I mean, you know, if you think about that, uh, for example, uh, in terms of all these different tasks that we do that, you know, all of us are obviously repeating a lot of things that have already been uh, put in process. You know, it's, it's to do with process uh, management and and doing a, a particular process, a particular checklist each time. Uh, and almost if there was a, an ability to kind of share that so that, you know, say, for example, I want to set up a Pinterest account and uh, I, I want to start posting uh, some some stuff on there. It wouldn't it wouldn't it be great to go to a process uh, platform where I can then check out the, the, the top people that are doing that? Uh, and maybe, you know, by review, uh, I find the checklist that needs to be done to actually make that happen. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then you yeah. could have people contributing their checklists. Like I could do a checklist for you and show you how we analyze, how we, how we syndicate our content. And yeah. Then, you can make it public or private. So if you're willing to make it public, then it goes and, and gets shared. I and, have all that stuff yeah. public on my blog already anyways, but right. are, are you going to do this platform? Yes. Oh, well, cool, man. Let me know when you do it. I'll make you some checklists. I'll make you some cool checklists, man. <laughs> right. okay. we, we, do a, we do a lot of really interesting stuff and we do it on, on a very, um, like we just do a lot of it, right? Because we do so much volume. So we've got a lot of data at our fingertips and we're able to do cool stuff with that. So I can give you some cool checklists. Well, that is great, Ezra. And uh, build me yeah, an app, man. Let's talk. Let's. Talk. <laughs> yeah, it I'll might be on. It. it might be on the desktop to start off with. I mean, uh, the app is the next stage. But uh, yeah, that's it's certainly. I think I, you know, it's nice to get uh, feedback from you that you think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's cool, man. So in the few minutes we have left, um, you know, let's try and summarize all this up. Then, uh, what would be the, the most powerful thing you could say to people listening right now, perhaps those that are uh, on the I've verge of starting it. something. Yeah. So there's two, there's two groups here, right? We've got the folks who are listening who already have successful businesses to some degree. And we've got the folks who are like just on the edge of, of getting something started. So for those of you who have successful businesses and want to scale, I would venture that you're not spending enough money on your business. I think that's what holds most people back from true scale is they're just afraid to reinvest profits that they make back into the business. So really look at, obviously take out the profit that you need to live, but anything that you can reinvest back into your business in the form of advertising, do so because you will get better at advertising and you will generate more visibility and a bigger brand and more subscribers. And um, it'll be a really, it'll be the most valuable thing you can do for your business is to actually um, invest the profit that you make from the business back into it through advertising. I think you're probably not spending enough. And that's what I see with entrepreneurs and business owners who want to scale their businesses. Most of the time, they're just not spending enough. Um, those of you who are on the verge of getting started, who are just, you know, kind of figuring this thing out and just getting into the game and feel like you've got something that could really make you some money and, um, you know, create some freedom for you in your life. Consistency is what creates success in this industry. Actually, just, just setting out the time, two, three hours, whatever you have available to you per day, hour per day, doesn't matter. Um, and sitting down in front of your computer and either consuming information to make you smarter and better at what you do. So finding courses like on my blog, smartmarketer.com. Uh, and there's a bunch of other ones, superfastbusiness.com. There's like a lot of blogs out there. That's James's blog uh, that have really cool content that you could consume and learn more about your craft and grow your skill set. You have to become a master. And the way that you become a master, the way that you master an instrument is you just play the thing over and over and then you get really good at it because you do it over and over. And the, re the here's why. 
the things that you put your attention on are, are what grow. If you put your attention on your body, your body gets healthier. If you put your attention on your relationships and you actually like invest in your time in those, they get better and they, they become more fulfilling and more fun. If you put attention on your business, it grows. And so um, it's just consistent, focused attention in the direction of your business and then looking at what happened and then modifying your behavior based on the results you're getting. Well, that is wonderful advice. And uh, perhaps you could just remind us how we can get in touch with you, Arizona. What's the best way of reaching out and connecting? You can just go to smartmarketer.com. I've got a, uh, there's like, you can call us up on that. There's my emails on there. Um, and there's also a lot of videos and courses and cool stuff uh, that you can go through. Well, Ezra, it just leaves me to say that uh, I've really enjoyed like, this chat. I mean, you've inspired me and no doubt inspired uh, the people listening. So I uh, really appreciate you just being so enthusiastic and, and delivering some great content here. So you're welcome back anytime. And uh, yeah, just all the best to what you're getting up with. Thanks, Paul. And thank you, listener. Um, I appreciate you spending some time with me. I know that is a, a very valuable thing, your time. So when you choose to spend it with Paul and I, we're going to make sure that we deliver for you. So thank you so much and um, catch up with you soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast 